So it's the 4th of July. 4th of July! Hey, and great. <laughs> Happy 4th of July. Um, we go with our good friends every year on a trip of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, trip is probably too generous a word. Like, one time we went to Mobile, and mm-hmm. one time we went to Sarasota. Mm-hmm. This year we're going to Montgomery. Okay. Um, which is kind of like going home for me. Yeah. Um, but we're going because, well, I mean, we're going to a Montgomery Biscuits game on July 4th. That's fine. I don't know what that is. Uh, that's a minor league baseball team called the Biscuits. Okay. And they throw biscuits out at you. Oh. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I went to college there. Um, um, but why we're really going is because the Equal Justice Initiative has a uh, memorial and museum dedicated to civil rights and mm. the history of lynchings in mm-hmm. America. Oh, okay. And we decided it's time to reflect. What a great time yes. to reflect time. on America and her many, many flaws. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, so we're going to a baseball game on the 4th because, as you do, and then we're going to the museum on the 5th. Um, so I, I'm actually really excited. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time and we haven't been able to get up there. That's great. I'm really glad you're able to do that. Is it too hot of a take to say that I hate when people say like, this isn't who we are? I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's a good take. Um, because it is who we are. It is who and, we are. And, We've and just we just got to get... We should be better. Right, we're just trying to be better. And we need to learn better. from the mistakes of our past. Yes. And not make excuses. Like, oh, well, you know, that was some bad people. Right. That's not who we are, but it is. Right. That's our identity. Right. We just and have we need to get to work better very at hard to overcome that. Yeah. And you do that, I think, by reading books. By reading by books. By talking to people mm-hmm. and, and talking to a wide range of people. Yes, absolutely. Uh, not just the people in your... Immediate circle. Yeah. Or people who look like you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm yeah. excited. Um, I don't have plans. Do you guys watch fireworks or anything? We usually... No, what do you do? We've usually gone to the beach. Okay. Nobody's put that together. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of our friends are leaving again, so th- now this is my second... Wave of... My second wave of, like, all my friends leaving. Yeah, how fun um, for you. Because I've been in Tallahassee for seven years, and that's what happens yes. when you're in graduate school. Um, and like under normal circumstances, I would be leaving too too and it wouldn't be, you know, what it is. But like a lot of my friends are leaving and they're all leaving like now. Mm. And so I don't know that anybody has made plans. Yeah. Um, I did, and this is a big tone shift. (laughs) Um, I discovered a wonderful summer beer. Okay. That is. (laughs) That is a shift. The Grapefruit Shandy by Leinenkugel. Okay. Because shandies are just light beer mixed with fruit juice. Oh, good. Would I like it? Uh, it tastes like grapefruit soda. Okay, great. Um, and it has like the very slight bitter hoppiness in the background to kind of balance the sour of the grapefruit. Great. Maybe text me the name of it. Yeah. It's delicious. Okay, great. <laughs> but also it's beer. <laughs> well, so so be careful. Please, please, well, no worries. I can't even finish a can of Coke. So yeah, I think there we're is fine. that. Um, <laughs> I, I had one with dinner the other night, and I was like, oof, I could drink 10 of these, and that would be a problem. <laughs> that would be a problem. So I'm going to save the rest of those for the actual day. Yeah, 4th of July. For 4th of July. Hopefully, I will go to the beach. Yeah, hopefully, you'll do something fun. Celebrate to the me, geography of America, which to me is the one good thing we've got. <laughs> to me, July... Look, I I have some other things that we've got. There are good things. Public restrooms. Um, yeah, right? Water, Free water at restaurants. Guys, that is democracy at work. <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, if you're interested in hearing more about Annie's trips outside, <laughs> outside, outside the states, um, you can find that on Patreon this week too. But yeah. uh, all right, 
Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday. Whatever that means. episode 230 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the American South. My name is Chris Jensen and Fireworks. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. How old is America? Old. I was just going to see if it was the same age as our episode number, because that would have been fun, but it's not. 243. 243. I was going to say, I think we're a little beyond the 230, but that would have been interesting. I know. Yeah. Give us another 13 weeks. We'll catch up. (laughs) Um, And then pass it in the following week. Anyway, um, look, let's not sugarcoat it. We're in a weird place in history. We are. Um, Um, Regardless of where you are politically, I think we could look around and say- I think we can all agree- Things aren't going great. No. Like, there are problems. We, ha- we are having some problems. We are having problems across the board. Yes. Um, there's th- there's a lot that we could talk about. But what we want to do... Um, is what we do best. Is what we do best in, and recommend books. Yeah, we're going to so spin this. We are moving what would be our June Reading Recap episode to next week. We haven't forgotten you. We haven't forgotten you. That will be coming next week. And we've just kind of flipped positions with seasonal reads, America, America. or Independence Day. Haven't fully decided on the title yet, um, but it's it will be releasing indie. here. It's Independence Day. It, it's, it, in- it, it's, it's not even a joke. I could actually do That's the actual, actual song. song. <laughs> it's Sorry. Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But it's the 4th of July when this releases. And so we wanted to kind of talk about America and what that means and what that could mean and what that should mean and what yeah. that does mean. And, and what and what books might help... Help us get there. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I kind of want to start off with something very old. Okay. Um, and then we can get into the rest, which I think is mostly contemporary. Okay. Um, but the first thing I want to recommend, recommend is a book called Democracy in America by a French author named Alexis de Tocqueville. Oh, um, fancy. He yeah. just sounded like, what's that, wait, I'm sorry, what's that lady's name who is on the cooking channel and she's Italian. Oh, Giada she... De Laurentiis? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With her frittata. You just sounded like Giada. She's going to make, she's going to make pasta. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's French. I'm not going to say Alexis de Tocqueville. I am. Uh, his name is Alexis de Tocqueville. <laughs> That's his name. So I'm, I'm not going to pretend to not know how to pronounce his name. Go on. Um, anyway, um, he is a Frenchman, was a Frenchman, who in the 19th century traveled to the United States, traveled around the United States, which was smaller then. Yeah. Um, and wrote a series of essays and notes on like the new project of democracy in America. Okay. Because think about it, coming from... Europe, mm-hmm. where most things are monarchy, mm-hmm. France had been having its series of troubles yes. through the 18th and 19th centuries. Couldn't figure so out this what is coming were. out of the Napoleonic era, uh-huh. um, coming into America and saying like, look, they're trying something real different here. Yeah. This is a grand project. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah, let's, let's see let's what they're trying to do. Peek. And what I think is really interesting about this is one, it's 2019 and it's still very readable. Mm-hmm. It's not difficult. That's good to know. Um, it is thick. Okay. Like it's a big, that's what I was going to say. It's a big book. Um, it's but a it's hashtag also, tackle a tome. It's hashtag tack, tackle some tomes. Tackle some tomes. Kind of book, for sure. But it's one that I don't think you need to read the whole thing. Okay. You can read in it. 
It has sections. I wonder if there's an abridged version. There definitely is. Okay. Um, but the Sometimes Penguin, the Penguin Classics version is like 10 bucks. Okay. Um, and it's the whole thing. Okay. Intran- or not in translation. I think it's originally written in English. But I'm not sure about that now that I say it. Okay. It might have been originally written in French. Not sure. Um, but another thing that I think is really interesting about this book is to kind of look at what the project was supposed to be. Mm. To look at kind of the aims and the goals of American society in its infancy mm-hmm. um and to see like where we've succeeded succeeded where we've fallen short yeah. where things have gone completely off the rails from what people quote originally intended right yeah. we talk a lot about what the founders intended and this book is you know 100 years after that right and seeing like so what's working out right um i think this is a really really worthwhile read that's interesting when did you you said you read, read i read this in school? college yeah okay. um at PBA, everybody had to take a class called Freedom in American Society, which is exactly what it sounds like. Okay. Because I was an honor student, a great book student, we were exempt from that class. Bless you. And we had our own version, which was the read books version of that class, okay. and not just America, rah, rah, jingoism. Right. Um, which is what everybody else got. <laughs> um, and so our class was called Roots of American Order. Okay. Um, it, because of the professor which was one of my least favorite experiences <laughs> in college, um, it turned into a little bit of that. Okay. But I think our class discussions helped it from being only that. Yeah. Well, that's why, that's why discussion That's why discussion important. matters. Discussion is all that matters yeah. when you're talking about books. Um, and so it's based on a book called Russell Kirk called Roots of American Order that I don't think has aged very well, but it's about like all the different philosophical traditions from which American democracy emerged. Okay. That's a siren. Here. That, this is a siren. This is a yeah. siren here. Don't pull <laughs> don't over. Don't pull over. It's here. Um, I don't think that book has aged very well, or at least I don't agree with its core principles yeah. anymore. Um, I'm not sure I ever did. Um, but this book, Democracy in America, really holds up because it's not saying, here's what to do. Right. It's just descriptive. I was about to say, it's just talking about what he saw. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it's fascinating. I'm um, curious about I think it. you would like it, for yeah. sure. Jordan would love it. Yeah. Um, right I'd be shocked if he hasn't read in this. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, I think that's just something for you guys to look at for sure. Fun. Okay. Um, so that's my old my old plug. That's Everything kind of else the, we've got is That's like is the new. foundation. Yeah. That's the cornerstone of yeah. our conversation. Cuz the rest of this is all other observations about American culture. Yeah. Um the two the first two that I'm going to talk about are brand new um but I did just want to mention them because they look like really good um what am I trying to say? They look like really good intro intro points to this conversation. So sure. um, there are two books, one's blue and one's red, and they're called Signing Their Lives Away uh-huh. and then Signing Their Rights Away. And it's about the founding fathers. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, the reason I like it is because these are just paperbacks and there's like a chapter about each kind of founding father. And if you're like me, and the last time you took an American history course was... Uh, 15 years ago? Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. I think sometimes we do need a refresher. Yeah, we definitely and, do. And a refresher, kind of what you're saying about democracy in America, where we're not passing judgments on mm-hmm. things. We're just talking about this is who these people were. Right. You know, this is where they stood on slavery versus right. not slavery. Like, so let's take a look at who these people were. Right. And I think I haven't done that 
at least since college, if not more. Right. Um, because, of course, the older I get, the more I realize some of the courses I took, particularly in high school, were were pointed a certain direction. Yes. And so I am they on the lookout. Objective. Yeah, I am on the lookout for more objective source material. Mm-hmm. And I think signing their lives away and signing their rights right. away away fall into that category. Um, not everything needs to be objective. Right. Um, no. But I F- few things are objective. Yes. But I like the fact that this is kind of just a primer. Yeah. Uh, for history and for for American history and for who our founders were and what they did. Yeah. Um, whether or not. That was good or bad. No, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, so these look really good, and I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued by them. So those are brand new paperbacks that are out signing their lives away and signing their rights away. Mm. Um, the other one I wanted to mention here is the book they've mentioned many times, uh-huh. I Think You're Wrong But I'm Listening. Right. If you still have not read this book, I just think, I mean, you and I just said how important discussions are right. and that that's like the whole point, and America is kind of this great conversation. Like that. It's supposed of, to be. Like, but that's kind of what I think the original intent at least was revolving around was, right. a, was a conversation on what government should look like. Anyway, I think you're wrong, but I'm listening is a lesson in how to have those conversations right. and how to cross the aisle um, to talking with people who look or act or believe differently from right. you. And I don't think you can make things better until you are able to kind of talk and look and interact with people who who believe differently. Um, so I think that's kind of where Sarah and Beth are coming down. Um, and I respect these women a lot. I really like their podcast, like what they're doing there. Um, but the book is great and very readable and has a section in the at the end of each chapter on like practical steps you can mm-hmm. take. Um, and so understanding vocabulary, I think is a big defining one. Your terms. Defining That's the first your terms. Thing we talk about because, in great books. Yeah, absolutely. Because so much of where a conversation gets lost is because terms are used differently by different groups of people. Yeah. And if you're only watching cable news, then mm-hmm. those terms, those terms, you're only hearing those terms in different, in a specific way. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Sarah and Beth, I think, have really great lessons for us, and yet the book doesn't feel like they're preaching at you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're wrong, but I'm listening immediately came to mind. Good. Um, we talked about this one not too long ago, um, but it's a book called A Sin by Any Other Name yeah. by Robert W. Lee, who is a descendant of Robert E. Lee. Um, and it's his own kind of personal struggle growing up in the South living with his family legacy, but also the legacy of slavery and institutional racism in the South and trying to reconcile his growth and his understanding of that with his Christian faith. And didn't he, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like he had like a speech or yeah. a TED talk or something yeah. that kind of went viral yeah. and that's what spawned this book. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, and I have not read all of this book myself and I won't pretend to, um, but it has a lot of, interesting and good buzz yeah um it's been picked up like washington post has has recommended it a lot of times yeah um and i think just what an interesting story Mm -hmm. um this is that this is southern royalty really if we're going to use terms like that and it seems like the south always wants to yeah um this is a descendant of robert e lee um who is reckoning with his own family's history and their role in 
in the horrors of the antebellum south. I want to put a plug in for yeah. a podcast episode. I Please. actually think you would really like it too. Um, but this reminds me of an episode of a podcast Knox McCoy recommended called Throughline, which I think mm. is an NPR podcast. Anyway, they did an episode on American evangelicalism. Mm. And I, because I was kind of raised outside evangelicalism, um, I did not really understand the history of it and how it is deeply tied and you can't deny that it is deeply tied to racism and no southern baptist convention exists yes because of racism yes and that doesn't mean obviously it's still absolutely not but but it came into being because of that it was really so i think this book would pair really well with that episode Mm -hmm. um jordan and i were kind of mouth agape listening and and just realizing i mean we both grew up in the Christian South. And and so it was an important episode to yeah. listen to, regardless of the fact that we were raised outside of evangelical culture, right. to understand understand what was happening here. Right. Um, and so to me, if you are a Southerner and you're listening to this podcast, I think there are there's some research to be done yeah. on on where we've come from. Yep. Um, and so... And it doesn't mean that everything that exists now is bad uh, just no. because things have bad origins. Yeah. Like, we're not saying that. No, absolutely not. But you should know, I think you should know where you live and I, where you're from. I think so, from. too. So, anyway, um, I think a sin by any other name would pair really nicely with this episode from Throughline. That sounds really great. Yeah, I think you'd like it. Um, okay, I wanted to mention we were eight years in power. Mm-hmm. Um, Hesse Coates. Yes, I still have not read this. I'm so sorry. But uh, that's part of the reason I really am grateful for this conversation because it's reminding me where my own gaps are. Right. Um, and I think we have talked many times before, my gap in my reading life is historical nonfiction right. or or political nonfiction. Right. Um, so anyway, I think if we're going to be reading books by and about white men, mm-hmm. then I think we need to be reading books by and about black men. Yep. Um, and so we were eight years in power, I think would be a really good place to start. I think so too. Um, alternatively, you could read his first book, which is much shorter. Remind me of the name. You're looking at me with eyes. I know. Cause because I'm, I'm looking at the cover. I see the cover in my in mind's my eye. People are yelling into their phones. Yeah. Um, between the, between world, the world and, and me, me could also be one, um, that you might read instead. It's a little bit shorter, but I liked, I wanted to name We Were Eight Years in Power instead mm-hmm. because kind of... I think it's more less. Yeah, and and a look at our... Again, a look at our history and right. our modern history. Right. Um, so anyway, I also really wanted to recommend The Soul of America by mm-hmm. John Meacham. Jordan's book club read this, and they're a group of men I really respect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I think it's all... I think it's mostly or all men. Um, but they read The Soul of America and they kind of sold me on it because I was like paying bills while listening to them have their discussion probably six to ten months ago. And um, I thought they were having the most fantastic conversation, mm-hmm. which to me at least sometimes speaks to the quality of a book. Not always. Um, but I'm very curious about this one because of the conversations I heard them having. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Soul of America by... Um, John Meacham. John Meacham is somebody I really respect. Um, so anyway, I think We Were Eight Years in Power and The Soul of America are both books that are kind of grappling with this was our history, mm-hmm. is our history. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for now? Right. So What is our future? Yes. What is our future? 
Um, and I think maybe an interesting companion piece to that is something like Americana. Yes. I mentioned... Um, that I kind of this... deals with that theme directly. Yes, but it's fiction. Right. So if you are kind of like me and you're like, oh, Annie, this is a lot of nonfiction you and Chris are throwing at me right now. Um, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> here is here is some fiction that grapples with the same themes mm-hmm. um, called Americana, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, and she... God, there are some parts in this book that still to this day kind of cut me, mm-hmm. like hurt me, that mean in a good way. Like sometimes I need to be hurt. Like sometimes yeah. I need to have my toes stepped on. Um, and so I really value her perspective on race in America mm-hmm. uh, and immigrants, these, the plight of the immigrant right. in America. And um, Adichie kind of covers both of those themes in Americana. And it's fiction, which doesn't mean... Not all fiction has to be palatable, but no. I think the storytelling that she uses um, makes this really readable and, and really compelling. So Americana would be would be up there as well. Um, can I mention one more? Yeah, of course. There's another one, nonfiction, but I'm really curious about it because we talked about Slow Burn, the podcast, yeah. right? And they did an episode on Nixon and mm-hmm. an episode on Clinton, or a series, I'm sorry, a season on each of those guys. Um there is a new book, and it's got a really compelling cover, and it's... I'm showing you with my hands, and this is not a visual <laughs> podcast. And it's just yay big. Like, yep. <laughs> like it almost looks like a gift book, mm-hmm. but this would be a weird gift book. But it's called Impeachment, an American History. Yeah. And it's Andrew jo- Jackson? Johnson? Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. Anyway, it's... We're having trouble remembering things today. I'm going to blame jet lag, but also sometimes I'm an idiot. And I feel like it's okay to say that. Um, so anyway, it what it does is it pairs a historian with each American president mm-hmm. who has been impeached. Mm-hmm. And I love that podcast so much. Even the Nixon one. I feel like some people thought the Nixon one was just fine. I loved them all. Like, give them all to me. Um, so I would be really curious to read this book where it's basically um, four chapters and three of the chapters are about presidents who have been impeached and then the fourth one is just about donald trump and how in his relationship i think the actual name of the essay is like donald trump's relationship to the u.s constitution Mm -hmm. which again regardless of where you fall politically i think would be really interesting yeah um so i am very intrigued by this i don't know why it's a little gift book size i really don't that's really weird um except that perhaps these are just essays and the best way to compile them was kind of in this smaller format um but it's called impeachment in american history and i am super curious about it um you talked a couple weeks ago about the book fallman rise the story of 9-11 yes um by mitchell zukoff yes um and you really really liked this one i love this this is another kind of it's a contemporary moment in that, like, 9-11 obviously was the defining historical moment of, of the modern American era, of I our, think. Of our time, Of our sure. time. Um, and this book is kind of, it's not what you expect. Right. And that it's not, like, the story of, like, what happened, what happened after, right. where we are now. But it, it's, is, it focuses on some people, right? Uh, yeah, and it is literally the day. The day. Um, which I appreciated. So I saw whatever movie that was that came out that was really fun and interesting about Cheney. Was it just called oh, Cheney? Uh, n- Vice. Vice. Was it just called Cheney? I'm telling you. It I'm might have just been called Cheney. <laughs> um, anyway, I saw Vice over Christmas and really liked that movie. And... But then really wanted to 
I told Jordan, like, I wanted to read a book about the Bush-Cheney presidency, and somebody recommended a really good one, and I just haven't gotten around to it. I think it's called Days of Fire. Uh-huh. Um, but I read Fallen Rise. It was so tough to read. Like, there's no denying it. Um, but I'm so glad I read it. I had been to the 9-11 memorial. I had been... I had been to 9-11, to um, the Twin Towers, what remained, shortly, probably three to six months after September 11th. Um, So I I was familiar with this day, with this history, with this story, Um, but the way Zukov like compiles um, the histories of these people, Mm -hmm. and he really pays homage not to... Bush, or Cheney, or Rumsfeld, but really just the normal people who experienced 9-11. Right. Um, and who lived that horrific moment in our history. And and yet, without even meaning to, which I think this is what's so interesting, he does, by just telling the story of that day, you can see why America took some of the directions it took. Right. Um, because it would have been hard not to take some of those directions. And I and I think he is an author. He also did he's a re- reporter. Yeah. And he I would love to read his book because again, if we want to talk about American history, we've got to talk about all of it. Yep. And he was one of the spotlight reporters. Right. So I think he has a book out. I could be wrong, but I think he has a book out about um the 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 awful history of the Catholic priest scandal. Right. I'd be curious to read that. Yeah, I would too. Um, but anyway, if you want kind of a modern look at what set the stage mm-hmm. for probably the past, I don't know, 20 years. 20 years. Um, then I think Fall and Rise, and I can't get over how well told this story is. He's he's amazing. Yeah. Um, I love journalistic nonfiction. Right. Um, and this is no exception to that. So, Which is just so funny because if your gap is historical and political yes. nonfiction, but you love journalistic nonfiction. Yeah. Do you think I think that's partly because our jobs yeah. um and and the speed with which I feel I have to finish mm-hmm. things. And historical nonfiction lends itself to be molded over reading. as yeah. it should. Right. And I kind of am mad at myself for exchanging slow reading with fast reading. I get that. Um, so maybe that's something I need to think about over the next few months. But anyway, um, Fallen Rise is outstanding and fits well into this conversation. Good. I also wanted to talk about another defining moment in our modern history, um, but the Parkland shooting yeah. at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School um, a couple years ago. Um, there's a book called Parkland by Dave Cullen um, that came out... Recently, recently, um, that is not about the shooting itself, mm-hmm. but about the kind of movement that started afterward. Yeah. Um, the, I don't know, it's the March for Our Lives was the event, but I want to call it like this kind of children's crusade. Right. But I want to use that in a good way, and yeah. children's crusade is a bad thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, but this like children's march toward justice, yeah, toward laws activism. that make sense. Activism is a good way to say it. Yeah. Um, that it becomes a real... Um, kind of calculated in a good way rebellion against a system that harms people. Yeah. Um, and that continues to harm people. Yes. So I... Has not stopped. I heard maybe an interview with him on NPR or something. And it was basically saying... So he wrote Columbine years yes. ago. Yes. And he... And it is his hope that Columbine and Parkland, the books, serve as bookends to one another. Okay. And that the story kind of ends here. Like... Uh, of course, I don't know that it will, but like I think 
his hope is that Parkland and the students of Parkland are the answer to Columbine. Right. Like, and I hope I'm not mis- misrepresenting that interview, but but I think what he really hopes is that the activism of these students can finally close the door on this chapter of American history. You know, I think we're still living that, so yeah. I don't know how, but I think that's his hope. Um, I have not read Columbine or Parkland. Yeah. And I would really like to. No, I the, think those would be good audiobooks. I think so, too. I mean, pretty harrowing. Yes. Um, the Columbine one. Yes. Um, the, um, but I do think, for some reason, I am better at listening to audiobooks when they're nonfiction. I, yeah, and we've talked about that. I, yeah. I agree. I feel the same way. Um, one last one. Yeah, I wanted to mention um, just Dissent and the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. I watched the... Our, I always struggle with this... RBG. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched that documentary on the flight home uh-huh. and loved getting to learn more about Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, outside of just the like right. pop culture phenom she has become. I kind of like that she is the opposite of Kristen Wiig's interpretation. Or yeah. I always say Kristen Wiig it's, and it's um, not who I Kate mean. Kate McKinnon. I'm so sorry. Kate yeah. McKinnon. Um, but anyway, I loved that documentary, but I think... There are a couple of books that would be fun to follow up with. Mm-hmm. Sisters-in-Law is one that's yep. about O'Connor and um, Ginsburg. First is about O'Connor. Yes. and then But then there's this book called Dissent in the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about the dissenting opinions mm-hmm. um, that have been written after major, mm-hmm. uh, major decisions have come down from the Supreme Court. And I think America really struggles. It's like we understand the executive branch kind of sort of. We understand the legislative branch Probably kind of Probably a little of. less than the, yeah. than the executive. But yeah. then the judicial is just a mystery But I everybody. think, I was about to say, but I think we really fail to understand the judiciary. Yeah. Being married to Jordan has helped me with that a little bit um, because that is like the branch he cares the most about. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think this book would be really interesting and I feel like we hadn't, in all of our other titles, mm-hmm. we hadn't covered that. So like, no. I think that would be a good piece as I, well. I think so too. Um, and there have been so many interesting dissents yes. in the past few years. Yes. Um, just this past week, yeah. I think Sonia Sotomayor had a had a dissent about the gerrymandering yeah. case, um, which no yeah. comment. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I have opinions, and strong ones. Um, so like that, it, it is really interesting yeah. um, that you get to hear like what the majority decision was, but then why why the, why there was a dissent why there was and, a dissent and right. what it was and so, why they were not agreed right and so i think i think that would be a really interesting book to kind of round out this yeah, conversation i think so too can we just real quick i'm going to take a turn yeah so there's a new book out called songs of america uh-huh. have you seen this no okay songs of america by john meacham okay who did soul of america and tim mcgraw oh right Huh. Okay, I want to talk about this book because it's giftable. Like sure. it's a coffee table format almost. Like it's a little bit larger. It's got full color. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's got full color glossy pages, if I recall. Um, what I don't understand is the marketing team did not put a CD with this thing. Yeah. I'm like come that on, needs guys, a CD. we need a CD. Old people want CDs, and Annie. Old people and Annie want CDs. I want. Did you ever have like the We Sing? The Bible series. The Bible. Stuff? Oh, they did a Bible one, but okay. they did like. American songs and dinosaur songs. Oh, I only knew about and the it church was, ones. And it was like, you, you got the songbook and the cassette. Yes. And you could listen to yes. it. Yeah, yeah. I had a bunch of those. Yeah. yeah so That's what that made me think We about. Sing it's America. It's the grown-up version. <laughs> we Sing America, but We with two E's. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that exists, honestly. It does. And if it doesn't. I had it. Oh, you had We Sing America? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> we sing dinosaurs. We okay. sing America. Uh, well, anyway, what they're doing is really interesting, but they're talking about the songs that built America. Uh-huh. So there there um, are like African-American spirituals uh-huh. in here. There's naturally, I believe, the Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. But it's him and Tim McGraw. And so some a customer told me that she saw them on the Today Show, and they've been friends for a long time. And they were just like drinking or like, out on the porch together one day and you would do a book about songs of america yeah and one of them was like you know it'd be cool and then like tim mcgraw or somebody was like yeah let's do it let's do it anyway isn't that nuts that is and i love those kind of artifact histories yes where it's not just like here's a story of what some men decided in a room yes but actually like here is a thing yes. that everybody knows yes. and where did it come from yeah like i love that history show history channel show how the states got their shapes yes those kinds of too. histories i am really into um someday related to my trip to england you and i should talk about american children's lit versus british children's lit. oh yeah um we had the most interesting conversation about that and i have so many thoughts and opinions i felt like i too could write a dissertation are some of them unpopular Yes, yes, they, they are. are. Okay, okay, great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, okay, well, I think that that rounds it out. I think so too. Um, we're at a crossroads. We're at a turning point. Um, I can't tell you what to think, but I can tell you to think. <laughs> yes, um, and that's a good keep, way to put it. And to keep talking and figuring things out. And I think I have to believe that one day we can get better than we are now. And I have to believe that's what the founders wanted. I absolutely have to believe that. We're at the bottom of the barrel again. Started out strong, but now we're coming up thin. Are we Cast her lots with all the devils of sin Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you, as always, to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their very American album, Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com or find them under their current moniker, The Rally Club. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content like our unpopular opinions, you can check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also find us at our website, fromthefrontporchpodcast.com, for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, something happened. Uh, I haven't really been at the bookshelf very much, but my version of jet lag is, I think, tearfulness. Like, I actually feel okay, knock on wood, in regards to rest. Uh, But... I am basically pushing those emotions down as mm-hmm. an Enneagram 5 does. Yeah, that makes sense. And so Nancy and I were working together yesterday and everything was great. Everything was fine. And then Fast Cars by Tracy Chapman Ooh. came on. And I said, yeah. turn it off. <laughs> I, yeah. said, I said, stop it right now. Because inexplicably, and that song doesn't hold particular power over me. I do not associate it with a certain event or moment. Um, it's just a sad but song. But I was like tearing up for no reason at all. And I was like... Nope, I'm pushing these emotions down. We need to skip this song ASAP. <laughs> and the look on Nancy's face was like, like, oh, okay, like, like, immediately turned to try to. That's anyway. one of my favorite things you've ever told me. <laughs>
That is so great. It was, it was fine. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We and Tracy Chapman will see you next week. <laughs>